Hi everyone, this is Chris McGowan, a.k.a. Chris McGowan, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. your host for Chris Watches Pretty Little Liars. And before we dive in today, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you to everyone who's been listening on this journey that I've been taking on. Thank you to the guests I've had, Caroline, Emily, Becky, Trina, and more guests to come in future seasons. Thank you all for the support. I really do appreciate it. Because now we're in the endgame, folks, as Doctor Strange would say. And there are some pretty big revelations today, so let's just get into it. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a... I was trying to figure out what monsters in the end meant and I don't I don't know what that I don't know what the title means but that's the title Monsters in the End episode 21 and this may be a first for the show after we get our previously on we have a kind of re- a reverse post credits we have someone moving a creepy doll while the liars are inside the apple rose grill and it turns out it doesn't really mean anything it's kind of a little bit of a red herring although we do see there's so much this episode. Where do I even start? Let's just first establish something right off the bat. Garrett Undercover is living up to his name. I did the song last time kind of as a joke, right? Ha ha ha. No, Garrett is really on this case. So let's cue that theme song one more time. He's Garrett Undercover Fighting crime In his comfy coat I said he's Garrett Undercover but before we get to that, uh, we're inside the restaurant with the four liars. A little bit of a bracelet breakdown, trying to figure out, you know, when was this bracelet in contact with Toby's sweater? And when was this bracelet with Spencer, etc.? And even though Trina and I spoke about it last episode, I'm not sure the show is overtly saying, is this the Allison bracelet or the Spencer bracelet? You know, with the name on there? You know, Trina told me, yes, it's definitely the Spencer bracelet. But for for me watching, I'm still not entirely sure because she kept... Remember that? Spencer has the Allison bracelet in one of her drawers. And I think she still has that. So she has two bracelets on her. Anyway, I think we can just assume it's the Spencer named bracelet. But just something to notice that they're being a little nonspecific. They're having a little bit of what I do here, a little bit of Jenna Caleb kind of conspiracy, kind of figure out like, well, how are they connected? Like, what's the plan? And Spencer's like, someone's watching us. There's a whole bunch of creepy dolls for Founders Fest, which turns out to be not really play into anything. I was really hoping someone was going to come alive as one of these dolls, but alas, Hannah finally says, stop using the C word. And we're we're very anti-Caleb right now, which I understand. Spencer again says she thinks someone is totally watching us. She was right, by the way. Basically, at the end of the scene, the liars decide that they need to determine what Caleb knows. And Hannah kind of volunteers herself. And you can tell she wants closure, and then she wants to avoid him. Wants closure, wants to avoid him. There's this push and pull, which if any of us have been through breakups, I'm sure you can all relate to this feeling of maybe there's still attraction, maybe there's still feelings, and then remembering, oh wait, I hate this person. I think that's what's going on here for Hannah. But she volunteers herself. She's going to talk to Caleb for the liars to help Spencer. Not for Hannah. It's to help Spencer. And again, all hands are platched at the Apple Rose Grill. And sure enough, Garrett Uncover was watching the four of them in the diner. Now listen, is he been told by the Arnos Cop to follow them everywhere? Really? I don't know if that's really what his directive was. But anyway, cut to the Hastings household. Melissa and mom have a conversation. And mom's like, wait a minute. Melissa, Melissa, basically Melissa says to her mom, people are talking. Mom's like, what are they talking about? Mom goes into full lawyer mode. And Melissa's like, no, it's fine. It's not a big deal, but everyone's watching. Everyone's looking. Everyone's talking. 
Spencer walks in, she hears Melissa talk shit about her, but she pretends she doesn't know about it, but she heard totally. And mom encourages Spencer to help Melissa and Ian with one of the church. The church is going to have this booth at the Founders Festival. And mom's like, you should go. Mom also doesn't want Spencer to talk to Toby, which I get from a lawyer perspective, although I think Spencer's receiving it as, you're keeping me away from the boy that I like. But, you know, I get it from the lawyer point of view. Oh, and here's the first, this is a pretty monumental episode here in CWPLL history. There's some things that we're going to leave behind here in episode 21. We are going to leave behind the name Spencer Preston. I have fully embraced that Spencer's name is Spencer and not Preston. So this will be the last time I refer to her as Spencer Preston or Preston. She is Spencer Hastings here on 4th. Uh, probably just matters to me and probably the three listeners who are so annoyed that I kept saying that. But you can rest easy. Spencer Preston is no more. Mom has this great line. Most verdicts are decided in living rooms. So there you go. Cut to the Hannah household. Notice there's a full fridge. Not sure if that's the money Hannah's been getting or other means, but they do have a full fridge, which uh, 10, 15 episodes ago was not the case. Mom kind of starts digging to uh, ask what happened with Caleb. Uh, she asks if she wants to get dinner with Hannah, and Hannah's like, no, 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 no. Hannah, Hannah's, you know, going through her own things. And who shows up? Mona, Mona, Mona. And you can tell, and then this happened a long time ago, so I don't know if you all remember. I don't think Ashley likes Mona all that much. Remember when it was her birthday, Mona was like, hey, Hannah, skip school. And Ashley's like, no, don't. And then Hannah did anyway. I think Ashley overheard that. I don't think Ashley's a big fan of Mona, to be perfectly honest with y'all. And then Mona does this really interesting piece of dialogue to Hannah while Ashley's in the kitchen with them. She apologizes to Hannah for not stopping Caleb. She's like, I knew he was trash and I should have stopped him from you two, you know, getting to together and then mona says i hate seeing you hurt okay now hannah in a moment of being brave right and putting on a brave face says i'm not hurt mona has this really interesting look on her face as if she's a little disappointed that hannah is not hurt and i think back to that post-credit sequence when someone breaks the little you know heart with the uh, hannah's name on there i keep forgetting something very important in our whole exploration of this a group and why people would want to do this to Allison. Lucas was teased horribly by Allison, right? Noel Kahn, even though we don't like Noel, also was a victim of one of Allison's uh, things. Like, she broke up a relationship Noel, Noel was in. We may not like Noel, of course, but Allison did take a, a strike against him. So he has a reason to be mad at Allison. And it's been a very long time since we've seen it, but Mona was teased a lot and... Correct me if I'm wrong, folks. I would imagine Allison was at the forefront of that teasing. Teasing of Mona. So I, in this moment, I remembered that. And I wonder if there's a frenemy thing happening here, which I think has been the whole trend for a long time, is that Mona wants to hang on to her old friendship with Hannah, and she's a little angry that Hannah joined the Allison group. And I don't know if she feels left behind or not. It's a good question. But I'm now wondering if Mona is targeting Hannah in a lot of these A raids. And in fact, I wonder if she's the reason all this kind of happened. Because a part of me also recognizes, granted, there's probably scheduling issues with with actors, but we have not seen Mona hang out at Hannah's during this whole Caleb nonsense. Now that Caleb's gone, Mona gets her friend back. Just saying. Cut to the school. Uh, Caleb approaches Arya, and basically he's like, what did Hannah tell you? And Arya's like, everything. So they're having a very heartfelt, real conversation. And I, this is one of the... I laughed a lot this episode. This was really funny to me. Ella comes down the hallway. She sees her daughter talking to Caleb and she starts mouthing to her daughter. Is this the boy? I was dying laughing. So funny. 
And she mouths, he's cute. Now they're having this really serious conversation. And Ella's like, is this the boy? Oh, so funny. And then she does this hair fling thing, which looks unintentional at first, but looks like she's mimicking his, his hair. <laughs> so, boy, it's so bad, isn't it? With that aside, Ari's basically like, have this conversation with Hannah to Caleb. Cut to uh, Paige and Emily. Paige has got some tickets to something. Paige's treat. And then Paige tells Emily, well, it's not just going to be the two of us. I'm bringing this boy, Troy Sattler, with us. He's kind of insurance. Paige has yet to talk to her dad about her coming out, which I totally understand as an empathetic viewer, right? That's a very difficult conversation to have. Depending on the parent, it may not be an easy thing to do. But Emily tells her, or is it Emily or Paige? I forget who finds out about this support group. They refer to it as a pride alliance or pride group. It sounds like it might be at the local college. Anyway, it's basically a support group for people who are, sounds like trying to have coming out conversations with their parents. And um, so the plan is set, and I forget who actually initiates this. I thought it was Paige, but it might be Emily, so apologies there. But basically, there's a plan to meet up with this support group person. So Paige can kind of like talk to this person to figure out what's the best way to talk to her dad. I think it is Paige. Paige is the one I think that initiates this because she said she was Googling online and she found this group. So they're going to meet with this uh, counselor and they'll kind of give Paige advice on how to have that conversation. Cut to Ezra and Arya in the hallway of school. Arya wants to talk about the festival. She's like, actually, can we spend a quiet night at home? Ella, like a killer shark, comes down the hallway yet again. So Arya spills Ezra's coffee on him. So they have to bend down. So they're out of view of Ella, which makes sense. Yeah, so basically they decide, you know what? We're not going to go to the festival. We're going to have a stay-at-home weekend. I think Arya is aware that stakes are higher and being in the public is not a good idea. But mom does almost see them. Cut to the that little courtyard area outside the uh, cafeteria. Hannah approaches Caleb. And Caleb's like, oh, great, we can have a conversation. She's like, nope, I just want to know what Jenna wanted. And Caleb tells her a key. Jenna wanted to find a key. So Jenna knows that Allison gave someone a key. That's all Jenna told Caleb. So that's all that he knows. And he says, I would have told you more if I knew more. Caleb says, I miss you. And Hannah says, you'll get over it. Oof, cold. So Arya goes to Ezra's apartment, I guess. I guess they're going to meet up later, but she gets to the apartment first. There's a key that's under the doormat outside. Very important for the end of this episode. And she goes, lets herself in. She's on the phone with Spencer. And Spencer's basically like, I can't reach Toby. So she hangs up. She takes a seat and she opens, accidentally, Ezra's laptop. And sees a photo of someone named Jackie Molina. Uh, Ezra calls. Arya's like, I, I gotta go. And then she runs out of there. And he's like, what the hell happened? Cut to Emily's room. All liars are present. We have a little key regroup. Hannah informs the team about the key clue. And they're kind of like, well, Caleb went through your house, blah, blah, blah. You know, F Caleb, F Caleb. And Arya sticks up for Caleb because she realizes she just did the same thing. And then they talk about Mr. Fitz's potential triple life, not double life, triple life. I do find it amusing that the show had to change Facebook to website. You can clearly see that Arya says Facebook. They changed Facebook. So she looked on their Facebook. But the show can't say it. I can. We're bold on here. We'll call it Facebook. She was apparently wearing an engagement ring in Italy. I didn't even see the engagement ring, but I also have engagement ring blindness. This is a little peek under the veil of me. I never noticed engagement rings or ring or wedding rings. I have no idea why. It's not really been an issue. Or maybe it has. I don't know. But I didn't even notice that in the photo. <laughs> I don't know. That's something I know about myself. And that was funny when she says he, she was wearing an engagement ring and that stood out to Aria. And I was like, oh, I didn't even... I didn't even see that. So she gets two pieces of advice. Emily's like, be honest with Ezra. And Hannah's like, make a fake profile and find out in, in a roundabout way what's going on. And so Ari's like, hmm. Cut to Toby's. He's working on his bike as he does. 
and Spencer kind of walks up. She's already been told by multiple people, don't talk to Toby, but they have this really awkward conversation, and Toby's like, you're being tailed, and we see a squad car kind of pull up behind her, and it sounds like both sets of parents don't trust the other person. So it sounds like the Kavanaugh's don't want him talking to Spencer, and the Hastings don't want Spencer talking to Toby. Jenna comes out of the house and says, I need a ride somewhere to school, and then they're good. They, so Spencer and Toby agree to talk at the Founders Festival, and Spencer holds up seven fingers for 7 p.m. And then Spencer's walking home, and guess what? Garrett undercover is there. He says, hey, Spencer, I'm the best person to tell you, he says to her. Look, I, uh, you know, if, you, if it was anybody else, you'd be in big trouble. I don't think you're necessarily guilty, so you should be lucky it's me. You know, we made a fun song for Garrett last time. I don't know about Garrett here. I don't think he's A, but I don't know about him. Cut back to the Apple Rose Grill, and Emily seems to get there early, and this woman uh, says, are you Paige? Her name is Samara. I might have to redub that because they say her name 10 times. I was like, I'm going to say her name wrong. Samara is from the Campus Pride group. So I guess this is college. It might be. I don't know. And (laughs) Emily has a great line. She goes, I wasn't expecting you to be so punctual. You could tell that she's, uh, yeah, there might be something here. There might be something here between the two of them, as we'll see. Cut to Hannah and Arya. And at first, I didn't realize this was Arya's room. Doesn't Arya have a very woody... um, wallpaper kind of thing going on there's a lot more color in this room so I, I at first wasn't i first didn't recognize aria's room but i guess it was so they do some facebook stalking and they find out jackie went to the same college as ezra and so hannah picking up i guess tricks from caleb says we're going to create a fake profile with Tanya by the name of tanya freeman who is a fellow graduate but has, does not have a facebook profile and they put in a friend request so ostensibly if Jackie accepts Tanya's friend request. Aria, as Tanya, can get some dirt. Okay, back to the cafe. Samara asks if Paige is even real. And I was like, oh, no, no, she's real. And then they're like, uh, Paige isn't clearly coming. They have a little bit more of a chat. And Samara says, will you be at the festival? The campus pride group is going to have some handmade jewelry. And she kind of asks her out. And uh, I don't know if I said this when I first, um, did I say this already? They, um, Samara says to her, look, I understand um, where you're coming from. My first I, she said, basically, I was in a relationship with someone who was closeted, and I found that really difficult, too. So already, Samara and Emily are kind of on the same page. They're both, I mean, Samara's part of the Campus Pride group, so she's very out. She's kind of gone through that process, and that's kind of where Emily is, and I don't know how far along Emily might be. But at least Samara and her are kind of on the same wavelength. Gotta say, I'm already on Team Samara here. Listen, we'll, we'll get to Paige, but already Samara is a better fit for Emily on their own journeys, you know, that might be a controversial take, but um, you can kind of tell, like, there's a little bit of relief in Emily's like, oh, because they even say this at some point to each other. It's just, it's really hard. It's a lot of work. And at least in terms of that hurdle and some sort of romantic relationship, that necessarily wouldn't be there with Samara. Just saying. Just saying. I don't know anything about Samara. She might be A for all I know, but already, already it's a little bit of a better fit. Anyway, we cut back to the festival, I guess, is the morning of, or some sort of maybe prep for it. Super awkward scene. Why do they keep forcing Spencer to hang out with Melissa and Ian? I do not know, but they're helping this church woman, uh, Mrs. Acker. So it's Melissa, Ian, and Spencer. And then Mrs. Acker is kind of talking, talking, talking. She says, the town still hasn't recovered since Allison's. And she goes, oh, and she forget. I guess that Spencer's there. I don't know. Really funny. Second big laugh moment. Mrs. Acker starts asking Ian where to golf. I just laughed my head off when Spencer's like, Ian knows all about Hilton Head. Ian's face. 
My goodness, kind of makes up for all his milk drinking and whiskey propositions last time. I put in my notes, Spencer is Ian's A. I mean, his face, he just, if he could blush, he would have. And then we see Melissa caught in a lie. She says something about when they stayed at Hilton Head, you know, on the oceanfront view. And Mrs. Acker's like, oh, the brochure said the opposite. And then Melissa kind of stumbles. Now, let's let's take a meta moment here. I know Trina told me last episode, literally our, my last podcast episode, that the Ian and Melissa thing is too obvious. And this feels like way too obvious. It's way too obvious that Melissa's covering for Ian, right? And we already know that Ian and Allie were having a thing. So I, I'm falling for the trap the show is setting for me. But boy, it's so easy to fall into it. It is, it is really funny, though. Ian kind of walks up to Spencer a little bit away from Mrs. Acker. And he's like, what do you think you're doing? And Spencer doesn't say a word and walks away. Then Ian and Mrs. Acker leave. And it's just Spencer and Melissa. And Spencer, again, the boldest of the liars, calls out her sister's lie. And she says, is that what you said to the cops? Or did you did you not even say you were there? Like, she says something basically to Melissa that is so direct that Melissa just turns around and walks away. So clearly, we all know this. this is, it's too obvious, as Trina told me. But boy, it's there's something there that we're not aware of. It's huge. Cut to the big festival. Samara and Emily, they're at the booth. Definitely some flirting going on. <laughs> Paige shows up with this deer-in-the-headlights look, which is interesting because I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I can't figure out what's going on in Paige's head. But basically, Emily's like, yeah, remember Sheridan Prep? This is the person from the Pride group, et cetera, et cetera. And then Samara really lays it on thick. She says, Emily has my cell if you reconsider Paige, which Paige is like, they, she gave her her phone number. <laughs> and then uh, Samara tells Paige, tell Emily how hot she looks in those earrings, which is like another body blow. Ooh. And Paige feels this relationship with Emily slipping through her fingers. And I got to tell you, as I said before, Samara might be A. Samara might be the mastermind behind this whole thing, but already I think her and Emily are a good are a good pair. Cut to Caleb showing up at Ashley's house, which is shocking. Uh, Ashley's like, Hannah's not home. Uh, Ashley lets him in, and they kind of have a heart-to-heart. He's like, I'm going to Arizona. I'm getting on a bus, and I'm leaving town. And he has a note that he wants to give Hannah. And Ashley says, give it to her yourself. And Ashley says something here that I'm not entirely sure I know as a viewer. Hannah doesn't need one more guy leaving her life without saying goodbye. And we've only gotten very vague hints of this, and maybe I forgot. But does that refer to their father? Or I should say, Hannah's father, Ashley's ex-husband. Did he leave in the middle of the night? Did he leave without saying goodbye? I, I, we don't know, but that kind of gave me a hint that maybe there's something there. Cut to Paige and Emily a little bit later on in the festival. Paige gets really aggressive. What'd you tell her? and Samara pops up, and she's, like, trying to be friendly and helpful. Paige is really rude to Samara, and Emily's kind of had enough. Again, her tolerance level is kind of lowering, which I think is great, and she's like, she says to Paige, Paige, I don't want to be your secret, and Emily walks away, leaving Paige behind, and Paige realizes she screwed up. Cut to Arya's room. We have a really quick scene where she gets the friend request back from Jackie, so her fake profile worked. Then she has a moment of doubt, and she removes the friend from her list. So that plan is clearly abandoned. We cut to Hannah and Mona at some sort of booth. Caleb walks up. Hannah hides because she doesn't want to talk to him. Caleb makes probably the biggest mistake he's made in this episode so far. I mean, yeah, spying on Hannah, probably number one. Giving anything to Mona, number two. He gives Mona the letter that has his heartfelt feelings in there to Mona. He walks away, and sure enough, not only does Mona read it, she then throws it away, rips it up, and then dumps her drink on it. It's completely destroyed in the trash can. And we, as the audience, see the words, I love you too, Hannah. Now, will Hannah ever see this note? I don't know. But 
And at this point, it seems to be gone. We shift to nighttime. Spencer's walking around the festival. Ian, once again, runs into Spencer, gives another one of his classic Ian threats. So something about you're in quicksand. Every time you fight me, uh, you, only go, you only get further behind or something like that. Love these Ian threats. This guy is just a threat a minute. Come back to Ezra. He's looking through the DVDs that Ari picked up, and they're all... <laughs> One was Big Love. Uh, what was the other one? There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, cheater or multiple family <laughs> theme to DVDs that Arya picked up. So yeah, so Arya comes clean. She says, I saw the Facebook profile and what's going on. And he tells the story. They met. They were dating. Uh, they were in Italy. And he engaged to her kind of quickly. And Jackie broke off the game with Ezra. And Arya kind of has this weird reaction to it. He's like, what are you upset about? Is it the engagement or that we can't take a picture like that? kind of have this little hand-holding thing so there you go cut to ashley at the festival she runs into her daughter and she says um hannah caleb's looking for you he showed up at the house and uh, he's leaving rosewood and hannah's like oh no ashley says something interesting about caleb hannah's like why is your opinion on caleb changed so much and ashley says she sees herself in caleb cut to emily at home she is smiling looking at those earrings that uh, samara gave to her and then she gets a, she gets two texts right in a row. She gets one text from Hey Paige that says, can you call me? Audibly, in my apartment, I went, ugh. But then she gets a second text almost right away. It says, poor M, comma, you with a capital Y, you definitely have a type, colon, love me, comma, lie for me, A. Now, what the hell does that mean? I guess you should drink when I say that, too. I have no idea what that means, but it cues a flashback. Allie gives Emily a gift, and she says, I can, you're the only person I can be honest with, blah, 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 blah. Which, you know, <sighs> Allie, I just, I'm sorry, I don't really believe you. That said, she gives Emily a gift of a snow globe, and right away I'm like, oh, the key's got to be in there. Allison says this is from her grandma. It's a, some sort of family heirloom or whatever. Sure enough, you might hear a plane. Sure enough, we cut back to the present. Emily looks at it. Sure enough, there's a secret compartment, and there's a key. Number 135, Raymond plus storage. And this is what Jenna wanted. We already retired Spencer Preston uh, here on episode 21. We're going to retire something else. And it breaks my heart. It truly, truly breaks my heart. But I'm going to finally put to rest the Jenna is Allison theory. It just doesn't make any sense anymore. I know I've clung on to that much longer than I should have. But, you know, if Allison and Jenna were really a team... Jenna wouldn't be looking for this key now. Sure enough, the show might pull a, a triple, quadruple twist on me. And won't we wind up right back here for some reason? Because I don't think Caleb's lying. There's no way Jenna would have wanted the key if she and Allison were working together because then she'd already know. So, unfortunately, Allison is not Jenna. <sighs> Cut to Ezra. Ezra's asleep. And then Arya makes these really weird bags. She puts a bag on his head, and she has a bag too, and they take a photo with their bag heads. Absolutely terrifying. Truly terrifying. This gets much worse in a little bit. Emily texts Arya, though, and says, I think I found the key. Call me now, Emily. Arya, 911. So she gets the hell out of there. And my goodness, I wrote, fuck, in my notes. Garrett undercover is in the hallway. He sees Arya leaving Fitz's apartment. Of all the people that I thought would break this case wide open, it did not expect it to be Garrett. My God. Cut back to the festival. We get a weird Toby text. Uh, Spencer's going to meet Toby as they discussed. I mean, right away, I knew this wasn't Toby. Spencer's the sharp one. Why did she think this was Toby? Borrowed phone, mine died, I'm inside, dash Toby. Spencer, please. Ugh. Anyway, 
So we go into a fun house, which remind me a lot of the mirrors from the previous dance, which again reminds me of Jenna. Remember Jenna in the mirrors like a like a ghost? And then Spencer's getting freaked out. She walks into a room that says on the wall. I didn't know the first message at first was A, but then there's another message on another wall that says, shut up or I'll shut you up, dash A, which I guess we're supposed to think that's Ian. I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's Ian. Look, I do not like Ian. I don't think he ran in there and wrote on the wall and paint and ran out. I just don't think he did it. That said, Spencer goes into this tube thing. What is that? Why did she go in there? I don't know, but once she goes in there, someone, we don't know who, puts a crowbar in the bottom of the uh, door of this thingy, and she can't leave. She's stuck. She starts screaming, which is kind of terrifying. Cut to outside. Arya finds Hannah and says, hey, are you not checking your texts? Hannah says to Arya, this is very quickly overlooked. She says, I left my phone at the booth. Are you kidding me? We have A running around here, and now Hannah's phone is left unattended? Pure disaster, especially when we have Mona, who I don't trust. Also there? No, 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 no. That's That could end up... That may not be a thing in the show, but that is very scary. Um, but we have Spencer is trapped, freaking out. Cut back to Ezra's. There's a knock on the door. Sure enough, Garrett undercover is at the door. And Ezra's like, uh, hello? And Garrett undercover is like, you got a minute? And he says, may I come in? Oh my God. And then Garrett says, Garrett sees the bags, by the way. He sees Baghead. So I thought that might be like a longer play kind of thing. Already it's bad. He sees the scarf, which I believe is Arya's, right? And Garrett turns his ass around to face Ezra and says, I want to talk to you about a student at school. And Ezra, if you could see someone on their face shit their pants, that's what the look was. Very well done by the actor who plays Ezra because I saw it. He saw his entire life flash in front of his eyes. Oh boy. Spencer's inside the tunnel of doom. I don't know how, I don't know what this thing is, but she's that's where she's trapped. She drops her phone, which looks like it breaks, but I guess it doesn't. So that's... <laughs> going on inside there tube of doom and then we cut to aria and hannah apparently the bus stop is right outside the festival and we see caleb leaving literally leaving on a bus and i did i did think to myself are the sh- is the show going to give us the sweet ending and they didn't uh aria's like say something hannah thinks about it and then she says i can't so caleb gets on the bus and that's it caleb's gone caleb has left the show and we will never see him again kidding there's no way there's no way caleb's gonna stay gone Someone undoes the crowbar. The door opens. Ian is standing there with a crowbar in his hand. Now, the whole family's been looking for her. So Melissa runs in. Mom runs in. They're all kind of freaking out. I don't know dad, I don't know where Dad is. I didn't see Dad. He's probably at home eating those buttercreams. Ian picks up her phone briefly, and he looks at it. Not good, by the way. Again, very quickly overlooked. Ian definitely looked at her phone. So at least two people know of this key now. Probably Mona and probably Ian. Not good. So they, they leave. Spencer's looks really upset. She's been crying. And then she sees Toby. And Toby's been waiting for her. And then she runs over to Toby. And her mom, we get a shot of mom noticing this. And I couldn't tell if mom Hastings was having the same reaction that Hannah's mom was having about Caleb. Mom Hastings is looking out for her daughter, number one. Mom Hastings is, is no bullshit, right? She wants her daughters to be safe and free from harassment. That's her main goal, right? She's always been very protective of her daughter. She doesn't seem as connected emotionally as, say, Ashley is to Hannah. This is the first time where I think Mom Hastings sees how much her daughter cares about Toby. And I'm wondering if this moment, as brief as it was, might be a turning point for how she views Toby in their, you know, dynamic. But Spencer and Toby hug and smooch. We cut to Emily, Hannah, and Aria. They went to the storage place. Huge, huge storage place. I can't even imagine the cost per month. So someone's paying for that. 
And the only thing inside here is a Tweety Bird lunchbox that uh, Emily says was Allison's when she was uh, a younger person. Inside this lunchbox is a USB. We, we don't even waste any time. We just jump right to someone's place. And I, I, I didn't take note who. I think it's Emily's. Again, another huge detail. They just jump, leap over. Someone's been taking videos of all of them for years. They find a ton of videos on this USB drive. Most contain Allison. And the, their headline they pull from this is like, oh, well, Toby wasn't the one that was being the creep. So creepy. Incredibly creepy. And, and I, should, I should mention, somehow all four of them are there. I guess Spencer got over the trauma of being locked in, in, a, in a room. And the Toby reunion. So I think Spencer's there too. So it's all four of them. And they say, no way, is, no way was this Toby. So they are pretty much all in agreement that the firework incident where Allison said Toby was spying on us and the firecracker of doom that ends up blinding Jenna, they are now, I believe, all on the same page that Toby was not the one that was outside, if, even, if there, even if there was someone outside. So there's that. Arya finally says, why? Why would someone do all this, right? And then they think, that Allie found out who took these, and she's clearly got a USB copy of it, right? And that is the reason she was killed, in quotation marks. post credit sequence, we see someone who st- steals the spare key under Ezra's door. We don't know if that's Garrett undercover or someone else, but someone has Ezra's spare key. What do we make of all this? We've retired a few things. Spencer Preston is no more. All hail Spencer Hastings. Allison is Jenna Theory, also no more. And the show... Clearly keeping pace with my podcast uh, 10 years later after the show aired. They're giving me a lots of leads, right? They're making me think Ian and Melissa are harassing Spencer. They're making me think Mona might be doing something to Hannah. They're making me think. They're making me lead a lot of ways, and I don't know where we're going, to be perfectly honest. What I'm stuck on is, remember how I said I thought Allison was taken out because she knew something, and I made up a whole witness protection thing. She had this USB drive, clearly, because she gave the key to Emily. Now, that key has been sitting in that snow globe for over a year. So whatever Allison's plan, it didn't work, right? It didn't work. And why choose a year later to enact this plan? Who knows? Yeah, I'm stumped. Obviously, I'm not going to get answers in the season finale. I'm going to get a piece of the greater puzzle. I'm hoping we kind of get a glimpse into the many a network because it's clear to me this is impossible for one person to do and i'm hoping we get a little suspect roundup at the end of that episode i think that's all i have i don't know if it's going to be in next week's episode or as a separate thing but i'm trying to get my panel together it's going to be really fun it's going to be really exciting looking forward to hear your thoughts your theories your feedback anything at all Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Magoogs. Occasionally twitching at Mac to the Gal. I'm Chris. I'm watching Pretty Little Liars, and I will see you. Well, I won't see you. I'll hear you. No, I won't hear you either. You'll hear me next time. I've said enough. Mm-hmm.